The morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. My mom says to kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. All right, morning after the movie, season two, episode 16, The Dark Tower. Myself and Nick here. Uh, Randy, not present, not able to make it. Uh, there were no women uh, really featured in the movie, so he decided to skip out. It makes sense that he shows up for the one that doesn't have any ladies, that's for sure. Uh, it's just the way the, the luck draw, and he, he wasn't feeling good, so uh, we went to the movie without him here uh, doing our podcast live at Wing Nuts on Galleria Drive in... Nampa, and uh, you just uh, completed uh, the uh, achievement for quesadilla. Man, so good, man! I, I can't, I can't recommend the quesadilla any place else than this than Wing Nuts. It's just so good. It's, everything's perfect about yeah, it. Yeah, and I knocked down uh, some uh, pulled pork nachos, so uh, we're good to go here. We are, and uh, and today it truly is morning after the movies. None of these extra people. It's just uh, Nick and Big J the way it should be, my friend. Oh yes, uh, don't hurt Randy's feelings. <laughs> He's gonna go listen to this. Uh, so we just uh, saw the Dark Tower, and uh, you know this is one of those movies that. Uh, yeah, I have some uh, some philosophies here. Uh, we'll talk about the wider scope of uh, the movie industry and uh, that here in a little bit. But uh, you know, the things I've seen about the Dark Tower, everybody uh, you know complaining about the source material, Nick. And so um, this is one of those things. Uh, and I asked you about it when we first saw the trailer. I know nothing about the Dark Tower right. and, and any of the book series from Stephen King, which is uh, it comes from. So that's the perspective I come. Uh, to seeing this movie with, and uh, you you come from the other hand where I think you've you've read all the books. Read every single one of the books. Absolutely love the series. It's very deep. It's very weird. In my opinion, you know, you know how people used to call Watchmen unfilmable. You know, it was like a totally unfilmable. And while I maybe it sounds like in the minority, where I think Watchmen is a fantastic film and was, it yeah, was fantastic to the source material and did a really good job. The Dark Tower, to me. In its truest form, if you are going to follow it from book to page to film, is unfilmable. There's just so much weird, deep, multi-universe stuff uh, that, that gets into it that you have to kind of pick uh, a way that you're going to go with it and try to do it, Un specifically in movie form. It's not like, you know, Lord of the Rings, where it's a big, thick novel that you can break into three parts and you can cover everything. I mean, there are eight different books, nine different books to this thing, and they span well over a decade and a half of Stephen King writing. Stephen King at some point writes himself into the book. I mean, it's really, really weird, but very good, and not Stephen King-esque at all. It's, it's a fantasy thing more than it is a horror thing, and so there's a lot of things that you have to go on. So when I saw, when I heard they were making the movie, I love the casting because I love I love Idris Elba, I love Matthew McConaughey, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, what the hell are they doing? And then I found out, I don't know when it is that I found this out, it, it was fairly recently, that I found out that this movie is actually a sequel to the books. It takes place after the books have taken place. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's the characters that you're familiar with, but it's a different adventure from the books. And so I went in with like, okay, so it's kind of a clean slate. And that's how I approached the movie. Uh, we'll get into the spoilers and all that kind of stuff a little bit later on. But having that outlook towards the movie helped me 
not hate it as much as if I would have gone and going, is this an adaptation? It's an adaptation of the Dark Tower. Sure, yeah. Because it is very much not. And so you had to kind of think of it as a separate entity. And I think if you do, you pull a little bit more out of it than you would if you thought it was going to be one of those movies that completely is from the book. But we'll get into the spoiler territory of things. What did you think about the movie? Uh, you know, I thought that uh, I actually, I actually loved it. Uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. I, I really uh, enjoyed uh, the, the the beginning parts of it, especially uh, the the young man who's playing Jake Chambers. Uh, phenomenal job. I mean, acting wise, and uh, his uh, his mother. I think those guys uh, they did a fantastic job and. You know, I was, again, not, not sure of the storyline or what we're going here, but, you know, I enjoyed kind of the back and forth uh, storytelling that they did between the different worlds uh, to begin with. And so, you know, I was, uh, I guess, uh, I was excited to see what was coming next as we were going along in the movie. And, and so, and I'm not the biggest sci-fi fantasy kind of person, but uh, Idris Elba is, is awesome. And, you know, the whole gunslinger thing, I can get down with that kind of, uh, ethos, if you will, and just you know that that kind of uh, mentality, and, and as you unfold the character and what why what their motivation is and things like that, I thought that the storytelling was was pretty good when it came to that. To me, I thought the biggest weakness in this was Matthew McConaughey. Like, you know, he's such a great actor, and yeah. when it comes into getting into a part where there's substance, I think that he can really draw something out and and you know there are times when he plays a character in a comedic role where there's not that but he can overcome that because he's a funny guy i think uh this was like a character i don't think had a lot going besides their evil well and so there wasn't a lot for him to do there just wasn't any emotional thing for him to to pick up on and i think that's the way they wrote it and that's the way he decided to play it because the character of the man in black is much more evil in the books and they kind of let him be this like kind of emotionless overlord kind of thing with zero kind of uh, y- you know inflection in his voice. It was all very steady, one note, and I, it did. It felt like he kind of mailed it in a little bit. Oh, I yeah. don't know if it was his fault or the way it was written, but it definitely did. Yeah, I think he definitely mailed it in, but I don't think it's. I don't necessarily think it was his fault because you know he can he can dig deep and act on something. But right. I, I just thought he was for me the primary weakness in that. But you know, as we'll get into the spoilers here, there's there's a couple moments. Uh, that you get into the movie where I really got emotionally uh, drawn in, and that's when I really uh, like a movie. So uh, that was, uh, for me, I I enjoyed it, and uh, I thought that uh, it's one of those things, if you're coming in blind and don't know anything about this Dark Tower stuff, that it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I mean, and and my angle of things, like I said, I I had read the books. I really did enjoy the books, but it had been a good, man. I mean, I think six, seven years ago was the last time I read a Dark Tower book. So a lot of it was was doing it all over again for me. And, you know, uh, whereas you really liked uh, the guy, the kid who played Jake, his name's Tom something. I, on the other hand, kind of didn't, and that's where I felt like... You know, it was it was missing. I also, you know, while I respect what they were trying to do with the movie, I thought they wasted a lot of time with the Jake point of view storyline, like like getting to learn him and know who he is, and then seeing everything through his eyes was neat. But there's so much more cool stuff that kind of goes on. They don't really explain the Dark Tower at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, hey, there's a Dark Tower here, and if it goes away, the world dies. But there's kind of a really cool thing that they probably could have let us care a little bit more about the Dark Tower and less a little bit about Jake. Uh, so my point of view from the movie was, was a little bit skewed. But that being said, you know, I was 
fully again coming in thinking it was going to suck, and I don't think it sucked at all. Uh, it's not fantastic, but I would say it's much better than I expected. So overall, I was pretty happy with it. And again, if you go in thinking it's not an adaptation, it's more of a sequel, I think you'll be a little bit more open to what the stuff that you'll see in this movie if you're a fan of the book series, I think. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to give this a, uh, I'm going to give it a hot. Look at uh, you. Yeah, I, I just thought that it was great, even though Mc- Matthew McConaughey was cold as the man in black with fire. <laughs> yeah, and I'll go medium as far as our Wingnut Sauces review for uh, The Dark Knight. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's required viewing that you need to go out in the theater and, and go check this movie out Im- immediately. I think that, you know what, man, this is a cool movie to hang out and watch at home if you want to watch it at home. If you're a fan of the uh, the book, we'll get into the spoilers here in a few minutes about the differences and, and some of the cool things that you get into. But I think it's a pretty cool homage to the characters in the world that Stephen King created. And it's not overly long. It could be forever. Uh, and, and, you know, for those of us that really do want to see a detail-oriented Dark Tower kind of series... This debuted at number one at the box office and made $19 million, so it didn't light the world on fire, but it also didn't bomb either. And so I think we might get the green light on the TV series, which is supposed to be a much more faithful adaptation, and I think this story would serve itself much better in longer form, where you can break it down like Game of Thrones, and each chapter can get an episode, and we can go for a couple of seasons and talk about everything that happens in the Dark Tower, because there's a lot of really weird and interesting things that go down. But overall, if you take it for what it's worth, and you think of it as, as a kind of like a standalone movie, which it is, I mean, it's not one of those movies that leaves you hanging either. There's a beginning, and there's definitely an end if they want to end it here. I would say medium, for for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, so there you go. There's your, uh, your I guess, novice... Uh, review of how things are with the Dark Tower. And uh, before we get into the spoilers here, I just want to bring this up. This because uh, this week the box office was kind of uh, not not that great. You know, $19 million, uh, the number one movie, uh, coming off uh, a lot of the stuff that happened uh, over the summer. It's been pretty crazy with the movies that have come out. Um, but I think that, I think to a certain extent, I'm kind of concerned with the box office stuff because... I think that pop culture nerds are actually starting to really ruin the movie-going experience. How so? Uh, I think because those guys, much like we can draw um, a comparison to metal fans, uh, love to cannibalize themselves and eat them, eat their own, if you will. And so when they get so uh, in, in, in just, um, I guess, they get in so deep to these things that they get so involved emotionally that if something isn't the way they see it then they get out they just everything they hate it they hate it you should never see this kind of thing and i think people it's hard not to hear that when you go on social media which a lot of people do and look at things and decide if they're going to go to a movie and they see a lot of that and they're like you know i don't want to go to this movie if everybody hates it but the matter of the fact is everybody probably doesn't hate it it's just a small handful of people who are super nerds who understand every backstory to everything, and it doesn't line up with what they believe it should be, and so they're not going to go to the movie. They hate it, and they scare a lot of people away from stuff. Well, and, and you know, I, I also think that, that your point translates more towards an issue with Hollywood than anything else. It's because y- you can't, in my opinion, you can't take a source material that has a small, large, whatever, completely rabid following 
that people are very passionate about, decide to make a movie, and then completely dumb it down for people that aren't into that at all. Which is kind of what they did with The Dark Tower. I mean, if you they made this for people that have no idea what The Dark Tower is. They did. And they didn't give a rat's ass what people that read the novel thought about. They, they, they put their own kind of spin on it, and that's the way they wanted it to go. So you're going to get that feedback. But... If you embrace and welcome the nerddom of those people and do some things that make them happy, a la the Avengers, that's when stuff catches fire. So maybe if we stop dumbing everything down a little bit and work together to incorporate some of those people that are vocal and incredibly passionate about it and not made it for not those people, they wouldn't be so vocal and upset about it. Yeah, but I think, though, too, they're, they're the minority of people that are watching a movie. Well, Not you, if it's you, about something you, like this. Well, yeah, but then there's a whole other millions of audiences out there who would be going to see a movie, and I think you're trying to appease this one little section of it. You get lucky sometimes, and you have a good story, um, and, and then you get some good people involved. Like you mentioned, the Avengers, then it's a win-win. But, I mean, I think that it's, it's, it gets to a niche point uh, where it seems to... Now the, 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 the nerd culture is starting to really um, you know, drive things. But again, it's not the majority of the population. I know, but what, what was the last so, movie that you heard of where they said, boy, they made this one too much for the fans? It never happens. It, no, nobody ever makes a movie to cater for the people that truly yeah, love the social sor- source material. Yeah, but even still, that was... Absolutely uh, Deadpool. Was, but, I mean, that was not... Uh, trust me, there's not that many Deadpool fans out there. Now there are because of the movie. But there wasn't that... I mean, Deadpool's not a number one selling comic book anywhere. They didn't make it just for the nerds. The nerds of the comic made that movie, which made it fun and awesome. That's the difference. Uh, I agree with that. But it's a terrible movie, so we'll move on. What's a terrible movie? I'm just kidding. Deadpool? Yeah. So let's get into the spoilers of The the Dark Tower. Why don't you give me your end before I completely ruin the movie and the books for everybody? What did you want to get into as far as the film goes? Um, You know, I mean, really, for me, there's always, there usually isn't that much to spoil just because, um, you know, I don't know the the source material stuff and and we can talk about all the the reveals, uh, if you will. Uh, My only hiccup is, and this is, is silly. Uh, but it's one of those things that I'm sure somebody would mention that, uh, you know, uh, Idris Elba's uh, gunslinger guns are Navy Colts. They're single action, and you can't, uh, you have to cock the hammer every time you fire it. So there you go, everybody. And that wasn't Suspend happening. belief. Suspend belief. I can handle the, uh, the loading, uh, the weird loading of the weapons and things like that, but not cocking the hammer. Come on. But if Some you realism. In the movie... They were uh, they were welded from King Arthur's sword. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was cool. Excalibur. I, yeah, I thought that was cool. Th- those are the kind of things, the nuances for me that I thought was really cool, and the, you know, the chant uh, about uh, the the creed of the the gunslinger was really cool. Um, and and you know, I think that at some point I was expecting uh, young Jake Chambers to uh, you know harness his power and start you know blazing rays of of. Uh, light out of his eyes like Superman to take out people, but that never happened. No, it never, it never did. Go ahead. Uh, you know, but, uh, and from the, the other side of things, and, and fear those that have yet to read The Dark Tower or have any interest in doing it, I'm going to tell you the differences between the books and the movie and how the books go and then how the movie goes and how they've kind of changed it up a little bit and why I'm looking forward to the television show because, and why my biggest problem was they focus so much on Jake is because even in the books... Jake, although a main character, there's so many other cool things uh, that are going on in this universe with other characters besides uh, Jake. And, you know, they, they did do a lot of Easter eggs 
kind of talking about big things that are in the book. Like you probably saw the number 19 pop up a bunch in the movie. That's a big thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing in the book. Um, you, I'm sure, saw all the Stephen King nods. Did you see like the Pennywise ride that was in there? That was yeah, not yeah. very subtle. In the theme park. Yeah, they they did the Overland Hotel was in the uh, the psychiatrist's office. A picture of the Overland Hotel. They constantly, which never happens in the book, talk about the shine that Jake has. That's obviously a clear nod to The Shining. So they're incorporating some Stephen King stuff into this, but. You know, Jake never has any powers in, in the book. So this is a completely new fold into things. Jake has dreams and visions, but it's not because he has some sort of psychic power to bring down the Dark Tower. So this is a completely he new... super shine? He doesn't have super shine. He's not the most shiny of them all in the books. He's just a kid that terrible things happen to him and he's caught in this world and he doesn't know why and then the next thing you know he's caught up in this this whole adventure to save the the dark tower and so it's a little bit of a different angle jake isn't nearly as main of a character as he is in this movie there certainly isn't any of these father-son things that that the movie really tries to jam down your throat uh it's a big it's a big theme throughout the movie the father-son thing like in the book jake's father is not dead he's very abusive huge a-hole hates his dad so that's why roland is is a big uh father figure to him because it's actually somebody that does care, unlike his dad, kind of like the stepfather role in this movie. Um, but there's there's some really cool things that are involved in the book, and the reason why it's a, you know I'm sure everybody's going, how is it a sequel to the books uh, if all of these things happen? And, and in the books, again, huge spoiler: you read these ten novels, and then you find out that Roland is essentially caught in like a loop. So every time he goes through these adventures to chase down the men in black, he gets to the Dark Tower, he attempts to save the Dark Tower, he thinks he succeeds, and then it starts back over again. And that's the end of the book of the series. He basically finds out that, oh so my it's God, like the Matrix. I'm stuck in a time loop, I have to do this all over again. And until he gets the Horn of Eld, which is something that is featured in this, in this movie, which makes you think it's a sequel to, it's maybe the next time loop after the book. Because ah, if he gets okay, the Horde of sense. Eld, then it breaks the time loop and it should be able to help the gunslinger on his travels. So there is really no ending in the books. It's kind of a cycle. This, therefore, gives you kind of the wrap-up, I think, of the book idea. So that's, that's kind of where like the... Doctor Strange's trick. A little, yeah, almost, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except instead of a five-second loop, it's kind of I'm like here. an internal loop. I am here. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it kind of is, is, uh, is a play on that a little bit. So it gives you an idea. If you, if you look closely for some of the Easter eggs from the show, like the Rose, par- or from the books, the Rose pops up. I saw a couple uh, pictures of it. That's, that's a big thing on Earth. Like the Earth, a, a special Rose is like the Dark Tower on Earth, if I remember it correctly. So uh, there's some definite nods to the book series in this, but it's, it's a separate but uh, you know entity from what we've seen. But overall, I think, uh, again, if you go in with just kind of like a clear mind and, uh, you know, you, you, you don't forget the face of your father, I think you'll have a pretty good time watching yeah, the movie. absolutely. But I missed out on some of like the cool things like the Cotet, which is the group of four actually that, that are on this adventure together. There's two other awesome characters uh, involved in the Dark Tower that I would love to have seen featured in the movie because they are very, very interesting people. And you miss Oi. Oi is, you know, they make a reference in the movie to, uh, oh, your animals still talk here. There's a talking animal in the book that's ah, really okay. kind of talking. He doesn't talk very much. Uh, but he can say Jake or Ake, as he says. 
and his name is Oi, and that's really cool as well. So, and there's a whole lot of mythology and mythos and all this kind of stuff involving the Dark Tower and how you find out that really the Man in Black is just another pawn. There's, you know, you've seen references to the Crimson King. The, the spray paint. Oh, yes, yes. That's the big bad guy in the Dark Tower. The Crimson King is the one that is really looking for all the power, and the man in black works for him, Walter. And that's the other thing. Like, Walter, they call him Walter in the, in the movie. That's not his real name. Uh, that's an identity that he stole from one of Roland's best friends. So there's a lot of underlying stuff that goes involved. And that's why I think I'd like to see the TV show, just so I can kind of get into the more specific stuff and the nerdy stuff. Yeah, I don't need to bother. <laughs> uh, I'll stop here. Oh, come on. It could be like Game of Thrones, dude. Really unless, awesome. Unless Idris Elba is in it. He could very well be. You never know. Anything to add on the Dark Tower for the Morning After the Movies podcast presented by Wingnuts, Big J? No, I, I, I enjoyed it far more than I thought that I was going to. So Me as well. So uh, if you get a chance, why not check it out? Who is it going to hurt? Your, your pocketbook? Big deal. You got, you're made of money, everybody. Yeah. And so in that case, you should stop on here at Wingnuts, <laughs> uh, who uh, bring you the Morning After the Movies podcast. We thank them for that and uh, all their awesome... Uh, Delicious foods they have here in uh, in brew and drink. You're drinking your favorite right now, your cream yeah, ale. The cream ale is really good here. Cali cream ale. So thank you very much to Wingnuts. Thank you to uh, the good people that made the Dark Tower movie. And we'll catch you next week, hopefully, with Randy. Yes? Yes. So that's it. Thanks for visiting xrock.com and checking out the podcast page. We appreciate it.